Hey friends, this is Pastor Jeremy Bass. The Gospel of Matthew in chapter 10, verses 7 through 8 says this. Jesus is saying, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be healed from physical, emotional, and spiritual trauma. In response to this truth, our church takes a monthly intentional Sunday night to ask the Lord to heal us, our community, and our church. We begin in worship, listen to a teaching on healing, and then have an open altar time for intentional prayer. Healing ministry tends to have a reputation of ecstatic shouting, but God's desire to heal us simply comes from His deep love and compassion for us. That love is often so much more gentle than we realize. This is one of our teachings from our Healing and Prayer Night, so let's explore this topic together. It's good to be with you all. So for those of you who are new to Healing and Prayer Night, uh, what we usually do is we do a short teaching, and by short, I mean I'm going to try to keep this to 10 minutes, and then we'll do a testimony, and then communion, and then we'll just kind of have open altar time where we let the Spirit uh, do the ministering for the rest of the night. So usually during this teaching time, what we do is we look at different miracles in the gospel story. Look at the different ways that Jesus healed people in the scripture, and then how, what lessons can we learn about the way that Jesus did healing ministry? How can that speak to us here tonight? As I was kind of worshiping in the back, one of the, I just, you get this palpable sense of the tender mercy of God that is in this place tonight. I think it's fitting that the scripture the Lord laid on my heart has to deal with God's tender mercy to his people. We're going to be in the Gospel of Mark, if you have your Bibles. If not, it's going to be up on the screen. Uh, Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 24. This is the story of the woman who had been healed from bleeding for 12 years. This is, the, this is what the word of the Lord says. So Jesus went out with him, being Jairus. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been the subject of bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him, and he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see, the people were crowding against you, his disciples asked, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it, and then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. The word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's really cool about this is sort of a, the miracle within the miracle. So Jesus is on his way to heal Jairus' daughter, and as we'll later find out, to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. And then in the middle of this very important synagogue uh, leader, 
you see this no-name woman in the crowd approach Jesus with a problem she'd been dealing with her whole life. Uh, The scripture doesn't say exactly what the issue of bleeding is. Most likely, um, from context clues, we can guess that this was most likely an issue of menstrual bleeding that she'd had for 12 years. And in the Levitical law, what that meant was is that she was a social outcast. Uh, She had a physical ailment about her, but she also had a social one. Because uh, under Levitical law, women who were uh, menstruating uh, were ceremonially unclean. And they had to be apart from the community until they could be restored. And so this woman, for 12 years, had been apart from her community. And so the suffering that she's experiencing is both the physical suffering of having this physical issue. She had gone to many doctors. She tried to do everything that she could to get it fixed and nothing seemed to happen. In fact, scripture says it got worse for her. So she'd done everything that she knew in her power and mind to do and she's at her wit's end and finally she comes to Jesus in the, in the multifacetedness of her suffering the physicalness suffering and the emotional and mental suffering she must have felt. So she reaches out and she grabs the hem of Jesus' garment and she is instantaneously healed by the power of God. And I love Jesus' response to her because he immediately starts to search for this woman. Who touched me? Who is it? Power has gone out for me. Who is this woman that has touched me? See, what the woman wanted was a cure. She wanted something from Jesus. But Jesus desires a personal encounter encounter with someone. Jesus wants to encounter us in our healing. Discipleship is not simply about getting our needs met. It's about being in the presence of Jesus and being fully known by him. And so Jesus doesn't want to just let this opportunity slip up, doesn't want to let this woman just get her healing, get her token, and then be on her merry way. Jesus wants to have this personal encounter with her in front of the crowds. So Jesus is looking for this woman, and it says in the scriptures that she fell at his feet trembling with fear. That's a very odd phrase when you think about what had just happened. That this woman had been healed and she's afraid. Because what she had done in that social context is she had defiled a holy man. That in her ceremonial uncleanliness that she had touched not just a regular person, but she had touched a holy person And so I'm sure that she's thinking about all those past experiences in her life where holy people had told her that she was unclean and unworthy to be touched. And so here you have Jesus, and she falls at his feet, and she's trembling. And you can just imagine all the the shame and the humiliation that she must have felt that everyone in town knew of her condition. She had to be outcast from them. She had defiled the holy man by touching him, and she's fearful, and I think she's expecting Jesus to do what other holy people had done to her, which is give her backlash and rebuke. And she tells, Scripture says, she tells Jesus the whole truth. 
And I can imagine just this picture of this woman just at Jesus' feet, just laying, laying it all bare. We get these details about the woman's life, about the doctors and the 12 years, uh, because she told Jesus in front of the disciples. This wasn't just divine knowledge that the Lord poured into the writer of the gospel's mind. They heard this woman tell her story of all that she had gone through, of all her suffering at the hands of the doctors, of all the pain that she must have experienced, that it hadn't gotten any better. In fact, it had gotten worse. And her saying all the social stigma that had come within, she just lays it all bare at the feet of Jesus. And you're just waiting for what the master's response is going to be. You're just waiting with bated breath. You see, Jesus' response is surprising because he doesn't rebuke her. He draws her closer in and says, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Daughter, term of endearment. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. That Greek word for suffering, uh, it's another word for like when they talk about Jesus was hit with a lash, that he was whipped. That's what that word is, suffering. It's this idea of physical torment as well as emotional torment. That Jesus says, woman, you are freed from your suffering. Daughter, you are freed. That Jesus doesn't only want to heal her physical ailment, but wants to restore her back to community and heal her social shame that she must have felt. That Jesus desires to heal our physical bodies, but he also desires to heal our inner hearts our inner wounds, our inner shame, this thing that we had been carrying with us for maybe 12 years, maybe longer, a thing deep within us that we are terrified, what is going to happen when I lay this thing inside of me at the feet of the holy man of God? What will be the Lord's response? We learn from the Gospels that Jesus' response is kindness and compassion and mercy. That Jesus desires to heal our shame. And shame is this idea that I am tainted, I am broken, unfixable, unlovable, whatever it is inside of you that you feel deeply broken. That is what Jesus wants to heal. But before we can experience that healing, we have to be people who are willing to lay all of that at the feet of Jesus. Jesus doesn't heal people who don't acknowledge their need for him. That we need to lay it bare at the feet of Jesus. And we see the Lord's response here in the gospel. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free. That the Lord desires to proclaim freedom over our souls and our bodies. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. If Jesus stirred your heart through this word, I would encourage you to reach out to myself or our church. Part of the outpouring of this ministry is individual prayer appointments, where we really dig into the situations you're struggling with. We do this with you and a small prayer team. Receive this blessing, friends. Go forward knowing that God loves you, and his desire to heal you is born out of his deep love and compassion for you.